The Youthscape Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Youthscape Podcast with me, Martin Saunders, and Rachel Gardner, who just did something really weird. <laughs> so she so she just prayed. I prayed, that's not weird. No, what you did was weird. I put my hands in the air and just prayed for the glitter glory. That's for the glitter for the glitter glory. <laughs> I was being cheeky, but I just was like Sometimes I would love to be in a worship space and just something crazy like that happens. I would love that. Do you think the Why Bethel, not? the Bethel gold <laughs> glitter that fell from the ceiling, do you think that was uh, gold glitter from heaven or do you think it was sweat? I, I have no idea and I'm not going to get drawn into working out what it was, but I think in that moment, had I been in that space, seeing something that I don't normally see in that space, I would have gone, whatever this is, I think God just wants to let us know he's here. So I probably, I'm not like scientific, like let me just catch some of this and test it for analysis. I think that bunch of people suddenly went, this room looks different to normal. Yeah. And that could have been sweat in the, in the you know, it'd been enough gigs to know that happens. But I think, I love the definition of glory in the Bible in Psalm 8 about weight. The, the, the Hebrew word for glory is the Hebrew word for weight. So yeah. when you talk about the glory of God, it's like the weight of God. Like you feel something pressing on you. So there you go. It was just like a light-hearted opening, like semi-gag. <laughs> and you tried I to preach just it. turned it into a Bible study. But, uh, but talking of sweat. Yes. 25 years of sweat and blood and tears and the essence of Chris Curtis yeah. have gone into making uh, Youthscape and formerly Luton Church's Education Trust what it has been. So we are, we're sitting, actually, this is... This is a moment in history, isn't this it? This is the anniversary day. Actually today, the 3rd the, of September. The 3rd of September, <gasps> when this podcast is released into the wild. Yes, uh, today is the day. This is the 25th anniversary of Youthscape slash Luton Church's Education Trust. And I'm going to make Trust. it even more specific, because people know that obviously they can listen to this podcast at any time, but it's now 10.17 in the morning. What do you think they were doing on the September the 3rd, 25 years I, ago, 10.17 in the morning? the group of church leaders who'd hired Chris Curtis well, like, were, were wondering whether they'd made a terrible mistake, <laughs> as he'd already written a list of things that yes. he, you know, his demands and riders and the yeah. things he, he requires. And his vision to like be in every single high school in Luton. Can I just say, um, I've just noticed your phone case has <gasps> has gone all gold it's glitter. It's gold glitter! Did that, My phone case Was it gold... always like that? No! It was! No, it yeah, Is it sweet? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It, yeah, my daughter chose it for me. That's amazing. But maybe, maybe that is. Maybe I am a woman walking around waiting for the gold glitter. Anyway, sorry. Yes. 25 years. Yes. Today... Uh, they formed the Luton Churches Education Trust. So a group of 40 something... 45 churches, isn't it? Churches got together, which is amazing. Actually, it's in itself, the ecumenism of yes. that is extraordinary and prophetic, isn't it? Mm. That they all got together. They looked at Luton. They said, something must be done. Yes. And I think they were led by Andy Hickford, who was a real kind of visionary guy in, in youth ministry back then mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and continues to be really influential today. And, uh, and he gathered some, some churches and they basically all got behind. And there were, there were Methodists and Baptists and Anglicans, and all sorts of denominations gathered there. Uh, and they, they got together to employ Chris Curtis as the worker uh, for the Luton Churches Education Trust. And 25 years on, you and I find ourselves we sitting do. here with, with well, let's be honest, bitter, twisted people who, uh, who have been touched by the lives of, uh, of... We've got producer Rachel here, who is a burnt-out Huskable woman. She, 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 her life's been destroyed 
by uh, by Luke. Wait, no, that's not true. This is that's just, just a, a joke. It's just a joke. No, she. But she yeah. was. She was a young yes, person. A number of us. Wasn't she? You. She'll never speak. And, but yeah. she yeah. was a young person at. Uh, it's and it's, it's it's wrecked her life. Defined. It's defined, it defined the course of her life. It is a phenomenal legacy, isn't it? And it does mean that. So you and I have not been around very long. I think you arrived before I did. So I think I'm one of the later. Only like only a few months. A few months ago. But when I went into the one of the high schools in Luton as a new member of staff for Youthscape I walked and they didn't know me but the moment they knew I came from Youthscape suddenly I was an old friend and I thought that's what it means to be part yeah. of an organisation with a beautiful strong rich legacy is that if you're part of them then we trust you and we love you and that that is inc- that doesn't happen everywhere does it that is incredible absolutely incredible. And, and not only do we have producer Rachel here who was a young person and then tried to escape couldn't has been sucked into the black hole. We're of, not letting uh, her go anywhere. Escape. This woman is so talented. Ever since. She's never um, But also, Yast. we have today's yes. guest. Today's guest! And uh, this is the point where you, you're allowed to stop speak. Breathing. Oh, stop okay. breathing. You've actually been sitting here the whole time. Like, what is this? But uh, welcome to the podcast, Joe White. Yeah. Hello, Woo! nice to be here. And you are part of this story as well. So you, Indeed. You were here in the early days, weren't you? That's so right. When were you involved and as what? Well, actually, right in the early days, um, because I was doing a year out with Stopsy Baptist Church, hadn't just finished my A-levels, so I was actually doing, I was on a year team with Andy Hickford, um, and so that was, Chris and I pretty much moved to Luton the same time, and so he involved me in schools work and my uh, year team colleague at the time, Pip, and so we went into high schools with him pretty much from the word go, really, so. In many ways, you were the co-founder. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, let's let's not give all the glory I don't to Chris. Think so. <laughs> we made a lot of interesting <laughs> mistakes during that year. I was just eighteen, but uh, we had a lot of fun. But and then from that point on, so I did the year out, and yep. then um, then Chris hired me as a <laughs> intern. I think was the phrase. Yeah, you could do that. Basically. Yeah, unpaid slave <laughs> yeah. labour. No, it was sort of paid. So he used to joke about if I went and bought a Mars bar, how long. I would have to work to actually earn enough to pay to eat it. There was a lot of that going we on. We do make him sound like such a visionary <laughs> and great leader. Okay. But yeah, so I was like the first worker after Chris the yeah. following September. You just did bunny ears when you said worker. Yeah. As in, you know, as in... Well, it's worker slash slave, yeah. I think. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. But I had but a lot then, of fun. But then you... you that didn't. That wasn't the end of your involvement. So you you were no. here in that capacity, but then you stayed around. Yeah, I stayed around for about six years, I think. And what was right. your kind of job? So I was the East. When you Luton, actually got a job? Yeah, that's right. So I was the East Luton schools worker. So hence, I met Rachel when she was in year nine. Oh, <laughs> and at Stopsy High School. So I was in Stopsy, Ashcroft, and Putteridge. She can never speak for herself. What can you no. tell us about young Rachel? Well, she was a legend back then. She yes. was. She very quickly came alongside and made things happen. So there was she? a group of them. There was wasn't just her, but mm. was she yeah. producing things even then? <laughs> she was certainly making things happen in that school. That's wow. for sure. <laughs> awesome. And so, so. The, back then, like there, there, you know, we were active in every school in Luton, like quite, quite uh, early on. So we were we? getting there. Yeah, we were. Obviously, then after me, they were employed more people. So the the year that I worked um, as a gap team, we were very much in Chorney Girls at that time, because that's where we yeah. had some links. Um, and then we were, yeah. Stops Yashkov from Putteridge were pretty key early on. What characterised those sort of early days? Like <clears throat> you hear now, you know, being much. I've, I've been grafted into the legacy. Yeah, yeah. But um, but you hear the the legend of it just being madcap and crazy yeah. and inspirational and magnetic. So yes. you know, what was it like? Yeah. So it, you couldn't do it now. That's the, that's the reality <laughs> of it. But um, yeah. So we would go in and we would um, do assemblies and we would do lunchtime clubs and we would do RE lessons or PSHCCE lessons. Mm. 
whichever, whatever school likes to call them. Um, so the lunchtime clubs were kind of the crazy bit. And, mm. you know, we would come in and we'd have big props and games and things. But it would always have a spiritual point, but it would be, you know, just a whole bunch of kids in, at lunchtime piling in, doing crazy games. We used to do games. I want to, I can't believe this happened. I once took in some maggots um, at lunchtime and <laughs> raced them. Maggots. Actual maggots. I went, there was like... So um, you raced them? We raced them along the table in this RE classroom at lunchtime. Wow. You could get them from a maggot vending machine around Biscott Mill. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, um, hang on, what? <laughs> a maggot vending See, machine? 25 years ago was so much more fun. <laughs> you could get away with so much more yeah. then. You, could, you didn't have to pay people and there was no. a maggot vending machine. I also once took in my friend's baby to an assembly and hid it behind the curtains. Hang on. <laughs> Again, this feels like a health and safety nightmare. <laughs> it is. I'm so this, wow. they, these are just the things I can podcast. With the, with There's <laughs> other things I can podcast. <laughs> yeah. Can you remember the spiritual point of the maggots? Uh, no, that was just a game. Okay, just maggot racing. And the yeah. spiritual point of the baby hiding uh, because, behind the curtain. Yeah, so it was more of a toddler. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah, so that feels she, better. Yeah, so she was kind of... And also, I, was, I only asked people in my church who had had more than one child at a time. Oh, so if they had yeah. spares. Yeah, so, yeah. okay. So um, they were more willing to lend them out. Yeah. Oh, I know. So it was a point about the father heart of God because when I called her, she came running to me and I thought oh. I'd talk to her. So it was a good illustration. I but... thought you were going to do a sort of Moses in the bulrushes thing with no. an actual baby. Yeah, that would have been. I didn't have a river, so that wouldn't have been. I, but but the, sort of the scale of things that, that you guys used to do in those days, I wouldn't be surprised if you had put in a river. Because <laughs> that that's what's interesting about it is you just <laughs> used to go to extreme lengths. Yes. Yeah. So there were the, the stories as well about the sort of summer camps and things yeah. like that that LCT used to, to run and huge stunts yeah. that you'd pull. Well, like, we'd, we'd put them to bed and wake them up in the middle of the night and have transformed the playground into Christmas snowland, you know, with snowmobiles and huskies and all sorts or a medieval market, you know, where we had like all of a sudden like an in, we were all in, what's the word, when you just freeze. Oh, yeah. Yeah, statue, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the music started and my husband got these fires lit straight away and then we all just kind of burned with bearded ladies and, and all sorts. So like a, <laughs> a forerunner to the greatest showman. Yeah, it was, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we were ahead of our time, so. And, I and quite often watch Ant and Deck and go, we did that 25 years ago. But what's interesting <laughs> about that is I think sometimes, like I, I'll confess now, my weakness as a youth leader is I'm not very good at organising those kind of big scale yeah. things with a lot of effort and a lot of planning. Yeah. But huge amounts of effort would have gone into those things. Do you know what's more amazing, sorry to interrupt you, is we didn't have the internet back then. Seriously. Right, so this was a lot of yellow pages work. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I think people don't understand. Like, if some of that stuff you'd look at now and you'd be like, oh yeah, that's right. It's like, no, Just seriously. Yeah. Like, there was literally no internet when I first started. So you were yellow pages, cold calling trying to make this stuff happen. We so, did this huge cardboard box maze. Sorry, Martin. That's all right. I'm going to try <laughs> and ask I love it. I'm, I'm still trying to ask the question. I know. We did a huge cardboard box maze. So at Stopsy Baptist Church, we um, basically, again, that was a lot of yellow pages work. Got loads of cardboard boxes, did this, built this whole maze, which actually went into the baptistry, which was full of ball pool balls and back out again. Wow. And we had loads of youth groups come to that. And uh, yeah, and so things like that, you know, that's, that's the kind I love of thing the fact that you, you would have had almost a full-time yellow pages worker. Yeah, it was. Just been... There's a lot of cold calling. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so the question yeah, that I, sorry. Keep, I keep trying to ask you is why did you do all that? Why did you go to those lengths? That was Chris told me. Not just because Chris told you, Chris told you <laughs> to do that, it. Took that off the list. And said yeah. you couldn't have a Mars bar <laughs> yeah, if you right. didn't do it. Why, why did you go to those lengths? Because um, I think at that time, especially in our culture at that time, Christianity was very much seen as the Mr. Bean version of Christianity. It was, you know, dead, 
old yeah. people it wasn't engaging with young people in a way that anybody thought it was exciting so we were there to kind of prove that actually this is something for you yeah and uh, it is something worth engaging with and we will wow you because actually that the essence mm. of the christian faith is awesome yeah so that's, that's a question about that because i'm sitting listening to this thinking oh man they're such great ideas and i think <laughs> they were still massively worked today yeah. do you have any sense of why it is that as youth workers we don't tend to do those mad sort of schemes anymore yeah. we, we do brilliant stuff but it's very different why has that trend passed do you think well i think now it's more relational isn't it which i think kind of does stand the test of time but actually it's interesting because um, i now work in primary schools quite a lot and so um, because i'm now of the age that i am i quite often are coming across the kids parents who used to be in the schools oh, wow, that i worked yeah. in so they're quite often going oh yeah mrs white used to come and do my assembly you know or they'll come up to me and go did you used to come to ashcroft and and things and I think so actually yeah sorry so the relational aspect is still there because of the wow factor they remember you um, but also I, I think part of it is the whole health and safety yes. I think it really is I think you know when I think back to some of the stuff that we did you just wouldn't be able to do it now you just you just couldn't because you know I think our culture is so much more now whack it on a front page if something remotely goes wrong mm. the risk is too high mm. I think there are more risks that we can take and I think we do tend to play it safe but I think the relational aspect of youth work has taken more priority, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. I do remember Bob Moffat telling a story at the Youth Work Summit about electrocuting young people yeah, as a sort that. of on-stage yeah. stunt. Or give them Alka-Seltzer, we've done that. We did that in a Give them Alka-Seltzer? Yeah. So you put Alka-Seltzer in their mouth and... Is it lemonade, I think? Ooh, yeah, something when it fizzy. Goes crazy. Yeah. yeah, you mustn't do that. No. You can only do that if you get in the time machine and go back to 1994. <clears throat> yeah, but that's, that's the right. thing, maybe most of us can trace actually when we started doing youth work by the stories that we that's have. Because right, actually, yeah. I have stories of mm. taking kids down to the beach and us counting them and not quite knowing how many we have. We've yeah. kept a few more, <laughs> we take them back, and stories of you know, waking the kids up at yeah. 2 a.m. and doing crazy things and, and, and things that you would, you would never dream of doing yeah. now because everything in you would make you go, that's too dangerous. But I think we do need to do a little bit of a check because if we genuinely want to be creating meaningful encounters for young people, we do mm. need to kind of hold it quite close to the line sometimes. Maybe not anchor salts in the mouth. <laughs> no. in the assembly, but. You know, the theme of this year's National Youth Ministry Tell weekend us, what is that theme? Is risk everything. So are we going to do something like quite interruptive and quite dangerous with the delegates? And we, that would be we're going to set fire to the building and see who escapes. <laughs> You know, I was once on a youth ministry conference where the fire did get set building to in, in Eastbourne. Really? Yeah. And it wasn't me, but... Why wow. wasn't you did it? Yeah. Or Someone tried to burn down youth at the conference? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I think it was like there was something, there was a building next door, but oh, we didn't okay. have to But I like the way you framed that. Yeah. I mean, you totally but it was like... Went for the front page story then. Yeah. We, we all went to the windows and saw it all like... Oh gosh. Yeah, so... Wow. But, but, but even things <laughs> like being at an event, and, in, and I remember becoming a Christian, well, sort of recommitting my life to Christ at a, an event where we were told, don't come to the front now, wake up tomorrow morning at 4am, get yourself down to the beach if you're genuinely serious about becoming yeah. a Christian. And you, there's no way at any conference you'd be able to get away with that now. They, they just, they'd be like, no, yeah. let's just do it now. And well, it's, no, that's it's interesting you say that. Forms, you it's interesting you say that. Yeah, yeah. You'd <laughs> never be able to get away with that. Mm. What is the force that is preventing us from Do you doing know, that? That is such a good question. Who makes the decisions? You're yeah. right because actually we are we're the adults. Yeah. So we could say no, we're going to do this. I think what I'm thinking is the this. I'm thinking like a conference. I'm thinking the people that hold the health and safety, the parents. Yeah. You know all that wider group, which is nuts because all of those people are Christians. Yeah. All of them are investing in this young person coming mm. to faith. But you just feel if you were to say meet me at 4am, you'd get somebody in a high vis saying, oh, well, we can't staff it, and no, I don't want you to staff it, I want just to see who rocks up at 4am. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and one of the things we need to think about as we think about risk, and this is the year we're going to talk about risk a lot, 
uh, is really excellent safeguarding and and seeing uh, keeping oh, yeah. young people safe yes not as the annoying thing that gets in the way but actually you know sometimes it's not the thing that gets in the way of the mission and ministry of God sometimes safeguarding is the mission and ministry of God absolutely oh, so, so we do um, we do absolutely need to hold that in the highest regard you know we absolutely have to keep young people safe but sometimes I think we are scared that we can't do these things anymore. Mm. We're scared that we're in a health and safety culture, mm. that we have to do risk assessments. And we're just frightened off by those terms without really thinking through what they mean. They might mean an extra half an hour of work yes. that means we can still do the yeah. brilliant thing. And, you know, unlike you, nobody gets seriously injured. <laughs> well, I don't know. There was one camp where we had all the emergency services out in one day. <laughs> yeah. But most of the kids thought it was part of the surprise. <laughs> Uh, and you get to see a fireman. Yeah, and I think the most injured person was probably Chris's wife one camp. Oh, really? Yeah. What happened? It was a medieval catapult and a cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to finish that story. That anecdote is done. We should talk about the other halves of leaders, shouldn't we? You have to kind of tolerate and put up with a lot of yeah, this stuff, don't we? So you've just slipped in there that you're now, you, mm. you are still a schools worker. So like actually once... Well, sort of, yeah. Once Part of my role in So yeah. what, what is it that you do as So well? I'm now the... I hate this title, but the Children's Ministry Director of Stopsy Baptist Church, which basically means that I kind of coordinate all the noughts to 11 stuff that we do. Wow. Um, so part of that is going into schools, and that is my favourite part, to be honest. Mm. Wow. Just for the ego boost of when you walk in and the kids go, yes! Unless <laughs> it's your assembly more than which somebody else's. Which they do else's. in primary school and high school, is no, that, that's exactly. an internal yes, yes, isn't it? it is. so and I quite like the fact that <laughs> I can just rock up and people like me rather than I have to spend the first five minutes winning them over like I used to have to. But I did an assembly at my daughter's school for just reception in year nine, <coughs> and all the children walking in were waving and smiling at me before I'd done anything. Oh, no. I was like, this is the best kind of ego oh, thing. What did you do your assembly on? Well, I, I did it on... Um, I can't. I, I do remember. I, I I put a mirror in a big suitcase, mm-hmm. and I locked the suitcase, and I, I I hid the key on one of the kids that came into the assembly. They didn't know I dropped it yeah. in their pocket. What? And, yeah. And we and my using sleight of hand. Yeah. My daughter and I. <laughs> I told her which child's pocket I put it in, and my my daughter then went and got it from this child's nice. pocket. But it was a really clever one about sometimes we need to help each other just unlock who it is that yeah, God says good. that we are. I'm just going to write that one down. You got. Yeah. You, you, you had an ex-boyfriend sent to prison for a drugs bust for the, the same routine. Didn't you? <laughs> I remember that. Oh, no, wrong bag. <laughs> anyway, so just thinking about legacy then, and we ban that word around a lot, don't mm. we? And I suppose when you are somebody who is actually creating something that will be a legacy, it doesn't feel like that. You're just no. going about finding toddlers to hide behind curtains and the yeah, rest yeah. of it. At the time, you're simply stewarding what God's asked you to do. But as you look back now, sort of 25 years on, and you're still involved in the same town, the same young people, yeah. the same story. What do you see as a legacy of, of Youthscape now, what's called LSET? What, yeah. what are some of the things that have just last, will te- last the test of time? Well, I think the fact that when I do bump into parents and so on of now who were young people, you know, the fact that they are still kind of like remembering things and I'm like, yeah, still here, still saying the same stuff, you know, kind of like, yeah. and, and the fact there's so many, you know, ex. LCT as it were on the staff here just yes. shows that actually the investment in those young people's life was hasn't come back void you know and we mm. will never know how much that reaches out and how much that goes to and how deep that mixed and on their relationship with, with God mm. but the fact that that's still there you know mm. I think is is important um, but I think obviously Youthscape nationally at the time we didn't know we were creating something that was going to be modelled in elsewhere or that we were going to in you know that wasn't really part of the 
the deal at all. And in fact, when I, I left in 2000, yeah, just at the end of 2000. So that was very much, you know, we'd just kind of, we'd opened our new building, our drop-in and everything, but it was still very much a Luton thing. So as I then disappeared into the wilderness of maternity <laughs> and raising small people, it was really interesting to see it kind of almost, you know, it was like we spent a long time kind of growing this, oh, this is very pictorial, isn't it? Yeah, that's growing cool. this kind of thing and then it suddenly just bloomed, you know, and then people were like, oh, actually, we can do this, you know, and it made it accessible to, mm. you know, youth workers up and down the country saying, well, actually, they've done it and they've done it in a place which is not necessarily easy and, you know, what can we, how can mm. we apply that to our own situation? So... I think that was the, the power of it, really, that it was like, yeah, do you know what? Just give it a go. And yeah, we made mistakes. We made loads of mistakes. I'm sure there's probably damaged young people in Luton because of stuff that we did. <laughs> but um, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, a little joke there from Joe. <laughs> She's just, just making a joke. You but see? you know, like, you know, yeah. looking back on things that yeah. we did, safeguarding-wise and so on, yeah. not that we ever crossed any uh, safeguarding, but now you wouldn't operate in the way that no. you we did then no. that you do now yeah and not that ever went horribly wrong you know no one ever crossed the line that there's not been in prosecutions or anything no. but just you know that we were putting ourselves in situations which you wouldn't yeah. do now yeah and also we know so much more now yeah. about group dynamics and how young people think and mental health and i think 20 years ago when i began as a youth worker i'm sure that i there were some things i did like where i, where I forced every young person in the circle to read a passage out loud from scripture mm. or i made com- flippant comments about something that now i'd be like oh my goodness i i would never say that now yeah. but at the yeah. time you're not yeah. thinking i want to no. hurt people no but you just yeah, we, yeah. we are learning all the time aren't we that's right yeah Wow, I don't know. I don't know where to go at this point. This is, uh, this is a dark moment. Um, so, do do you um, uh, now you're sort of in children's ministry? Yeah. How do you sort of view youth ministry from mm. the other side, and and what well, are you doing to prepare children for that? Well, I think what happens is that I end up doing children's ministry as a youth ministry. So oh, okay. That quite wow. often gets pulled up in my appraisal. So, <laughs> so sometimes I do forget and I go, oh no, they will cry if you do that. <laughs> like, Don't do that. And I have done that before. You can't make a four-year-old eat no, it, force right. feed them pickled yeah. onions. <laughs> and you're like, oh, let's, you know, you get an, an assembly tart. You go, oh great, and Malala would have been great. Let's, no, let's not talk about being yeah. shot on the yeah. way to school no. and you're yeah. five. That's no, not no. going to be a good idea. So, <laughs> so I have to remember. Yeah. So I think probably I'm still a youth worker here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, just the way that I've ended up, I'm doing children's ministry. So um, I think compared to 25 years ago, I can see it in my own children. Uh, children are becoming young people much earlier. Yes. Um, and so I, I don't necessarily differentiate between the two. I kind of very much feel that we're not doing foundational stuff for when they become young people. We're just getting on and doing it now. And, yeah. and you know, why wait until they're 11 until they're having a crisis about something? Let's try and, you know, build those things in now to make mm. them more resilient and to own their identity in God right at this moment rather than waiting until they're a bit older you know so I think that's probably informed it in that response and do you do you sort of do transition stuff at Stopsley <coughs> interestingly enough we're um, looking to launch that next year I'm going to go and see a project in Milton Keynes next week mm. um, who are doing that to go and see to try to prepare yeah. Yeah, children yes for being young people in, yeah. in, in, in life but also in the context of yeah of so we do it a little bit of church but we're looking to kind of do it in the schools as mm-hmm. we can offer it as a program now uh, somebody just a little segue here somebody who does some good transition work is uh, Charles Merritt at, uh, at St Mary's Rygate and we should say hello to Charles we should say hello there's to this Charles. chap called Charles mm-hmm. and he bless him has got an actual signed photograph of Rachel Gardner pinned up in his office and he wow. has launched the Rachel Gardner fan club. 
And I, I just love this story. We, I, I and feel I just that keep... part of the transition. I don't know whether this makes it better or worse, but I always feel that we should say what his age is. Because if we're thinking it's... I, I don't know, there's something about that. He's that in is... his late 40s. <laughs> no! And uh, he's actually building a waxwork of you. As well, he's carving it. So awkward. Oh, I had it. He's awkward, yeah. yeah. Charles is a phenomenal young man. Young he's man. He's an actor. A young man. <laughs> he's an actor. And I signed the... So in a way, I have encouraged that whole yeah, kind of photograph thing. Yeah. But let's quickly move on to... Old enough um, to be your son. Yeah, that's right. Old enough to be my son. <laughs> Phew. Um... Also, Moreland's Bible College. I want to give a big shout out to you Hello. and Andy Defoe and all the team. Yes, and Linda Diva Nathan. Do you know Linda here yeah, at Yeah, she's a legend. She is a legend. <laughs> so we did a little shout out for her as well. So hello to all of you. That is the Youthscape podcast shout out list. Fantastic. Now, we, it's worth us saying that although today, the 3rd of September, is the actual 25th anniversary of Youthscape, this is a whole year of exciting things oh, for yes. us. A year of it's jubilee, a, you a might say. A year of jubilee. And so you can always... Get in touch with us, find out more things that we are doing, find out ways to support us. You can support Youthscape through supporting us via Patreon to the tune of a dollar a month. Yes, you can do that. Um, if you go to youthscape.co.uk. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not that. Patreon.com slash Youthscape. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, so some things have not changed. So maybe <laughs> some of those early days, we just like to kind of in- inhabit that. What else are we doing in our year of Jubilee? Well, we've had our Lambeth Palace garden party. Yes. Um, and uh, that was phenomenal. a roaring success. An absolute roaring success. And producer Rachel, obviously, it was behind that. Jo, she was making that happen. But we're going to have other things. And of course, we've got our National Youth Ministry Weekend coming up as well later on this year. And we've got Youth Work Sunday coming up. So lots of things that are coming out of the legacy and the heart of Youthscape. 25 years ago, this started as a local organisation. 45 churches getting together to say we care about young people in Luton. And that's now become something a bit wider and a bit bigger. And we're excited about you guys coming along to stuff. And there's going to be a camp reunion. Uh, yeah. Oh. So uh, let, let's avoid the obvious joke there. <laughs> well, except I have seen Chris dressed in the most hilarious outfit, like big flares. That wasn't the big, only big one either. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, and there's a camp reunion in, in, in July 2019. Uh, and what is the story with that then? Do you know the story with that? Their, well, their we've joke? been talking about that for a little while, haven't we? There's a, there's a lot of... Um, people who I think are going to be interested to come Ooh. along. A lot of broken people who want to come and <laughs> basically take their revenge. If you are broken, come along and I will apologise. <laughs> so with people who have sort of been through ELSA as young yeah. people in the schools locally or staff? Or yeah, I think everybody. Yeah, everybody. anyone. I and think it's left us, a big impression on lots of people's lives. Because there's lots of us together. that would quite like to kind of get some popcorn and just come and watch. watch. I mean, yeah. Is there a way for the rest of us to somehow <laughs> engage in this? I'm not sure. I'm sure there will out. be, but yes. I'm sure there will be lots of very embarrassing photographs. And my children will not be want to come anywhere but it is a, a real legacy isn't it like there, yeah. there are lots of people who um who you know you you meet around luton all the time mm. who say oh yeah i mm. I, I was at the summer camp or whatever I, there's one of the curate i won't name him but one of the curates at htb now who is uh, yeah. doing great things and 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 uh doing a really amazing role there uh, you know he he Lady came to Bob. faith mm. at, uh, at LCT and, and, and became, I think became Christian at one of the summer camps and uh, we're going to say he did we're going to claim that and, uh, and, and there's, a, there's so many other people who, who you know became Christians or would make that a really key point in their faith journey or just in their development as a human being mm. it was a really formative and important time mm. and, and means they're not axe murderers 
Yeah. That's in fact that that that, that, that was the theme of one yeah. of the one of the camps. <laughs> Don't be an axe murderer. <laughs> Don't joke. There probably would have been. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I think that is enough for today, Joe. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for inviting me. It's been great to have you, and uh, we're going to now switch off, and you're going to now tell us all those stories that you couldn't tell oh, us yeah. on air. <laughs> Glitter glory. Glitter glory. Come on, let's do it. (laughs)